good morning. Today, uh, we begin, uh, we're going to look at most of Romans chapter 8, verses uh, 35 39. And it's going to be a little different than, than usual. It, it's going to involve around four pictures of God's love. And each picture will point to a different aspect of God's love. I believe that God's love is very, very special love. It's a love that is sometimes difficult for us to understand. A love that is difficult for us to even accept. A love that is difficult for us to, to, to imagine. A love that never leaves us. A love that surrounds us in a, in a very unique and special way. So for us to get a handle or, or some kind of understanding about what Paul's speaking about in our second lesson for this coming Sunday, we will approach this topic in a unique way. We read Romans 8, 35 and 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I would like you to picture yourself standing before the throne of God. In his law court, God is the judge. Satan is the prosecutor. And you are the defendant waiting to be tried for the things you did or did not do in this life. Satan calls witness after witness against you. And your head sinks low in shame as you remember some of the things you have done and some of the things you should have done but did not do. Satan calls before you all those people you gossiped about, those people you thought were different than you, so you couldn't accept them. Satan calls before you hungry boy who needed food, but you were too busy to pay attention. Too busy with your own needs, your own interests, your own little world. Then comes a lonely widow that you were too busy to visit. The parade of witnesses goes on and on and on. Finally, all of your sins of omission and commission have been vividly exposed before the court. And you're wishing you could crawl into a hole somewhere and hide. God asks you if you have anything to say on your own behalf. And for a brief moment, you think of all the excuses you might be able to give on your behalf. And then you realize how futile that would be before God. You swallow hard and you begin shaking your head. No, God, I don't have anything to say on my behalf. And just then, the counsel for the defense, Jesus Christ, stands up. And he approaches the bench. He makes this one simple statement. This one trusted in me. I have paid the penalty for his sin. Without further comment, the judge announces your acquittal and you walk out of the court into God's everlasting kingdom. The first picture shows us the love that Jesus has for us and that he paid the price for our sins. Jesus went to the cross for our sins, those sins that we committed and those sins we should have done, excuse me, those things we should have done, but did it. Let's pray. 
Lord, thank you for standing up and saying, faith, I have you. And then declaring before God the Father that I have paid the penalty for his sins. For my sins, you paid the penalty. Forgive me for all those times. And all the times I will. Sin, sin, commit sin, or even sins of omission. Strengthen me so I might walk tall for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being with us today. See you tomorrow, Tuesday, as we take a look again at God and his love for you. Go in peace to the Lord. Talk to you all tomorrow. God bless.